Casper, a Town Square media station. Hey, this is Luke Holmes. I am Morgan Wallen. I'm Riley Green. I'm Travis Denning. Hey, I'm Aaron Lewis. Hey, it's Luke Bryan. I'm Tim McGraw. What's up? This is Ian Munsick. Ah, uh, this is Craig Moore. And you're listening to Wyoming Hooking and Hunting Outdoors. My Country 95.5. Thanks so much for tuning in. We've got another great show ahead of us. We are going to talk to Wyoming Game and Fish about the Super Tag. If you didn't get the call, you probably didn't win for this time. But when's the next chance? We'll discuss that. And how much money is that bringing in for conservation? We've got Brian from Rocky Mountain Discount Sports and get you geared up and excited for spring fishing, which isn't too far away. As a matter of fact, last week there were some folks out on some open water. We'll tell you what you need to get up on there. And if you have missed any of our previous shows, you can go over to the My Country 95.5 app and you can listen to all of those shows on demand, just download the radio station app. It's no secret that Wyoming is home to some of the greatest fishing and hunting in the world. Wow! It's colossal. It's stupendous. It's magnificent. It's Wyoming hooking and hunting outdoors on My Country 95.5. Wyoming hooking and hunting outdoors on My Country 95.5. And we are back here with Game and Fish, Janet and Brian. And uh, earlier this year, we were really excited about the Super Tag. And I remember, I can remember hearing people getting really nervous and upset toward the end of January when the the new uh, deadline was rapidly approaching. And now the super tags have all been filled. Is that correct, Janet? That is right. We actually had a record-breaking year this year. Um, the super tag sales were only open for seven months this year, which was different because we changed the deadline um, to January 31st, and that will be the the standing deadline from here on out to help people plan so they know ahead of time um, what they want to do for the fall. Instead of, you know, July was a really tough time to to spring spring that on folks that like, hey, you just want a hunt of a lifetime. Go ahead and take off of work, get right. into shape, get all the stuff you need. But our record breaking this year, this year brought in $1.6 million for wildlife conservation across the state. And and the Game and Fish is just so thankful for, for the hunters and the conservationists that, that purchased those, those tickets. Now, how is that money spread out across the state? I mean, because there's a lot of different areas that conservation is uh, is part of. You know, um, Drew, it's actually not earmarked for something specific, but it goes to all of the projects that Game and Fish has. So it can go to the Mule Deer Initiative. It can go to chronic wasting disease management. It could go to the Aquatic Invasive Species Program. It kind of is what the priorities are for Game and Fish of that year and, and kind of where the budgets roll um, that we need more emphasis, more money kind of in those areas is, is how it is allocated. But there, there isn't something specific that it goes to. 
so it just in general it goes to to conservation in the state and i was looking through uh the folks that actually won the different uh tags and it's really interesting that only two are from the state of wyoming I know that was that was something that we heard a lot about. Trust me, Drew. But the super tag, the trifecta winner is also from Wyoming. And so that's really neat. He won the opportunity to have three um, species that he gets to hunt for his hunt of a lifetime, which is which is really neat. And so we're we're really happy that we had some Wyoming folks. But, you know, folks in Wyoming, this should be a big message that people outside of our state truly appreciate what we have. And and we will continue to to work with the, the folks inside the state as well as outside to make sure that we're managing that that wildlife for everyone. And uh, I was looking here, uh, Connecticut, I think, is the furthest away that someone actually picked up a, a tag, and I believe it was big bighorn sheep where uh, a Connecticut yeah. folk was coming over. You're right. That's pretty neat because I don't – actually, I don't know if they have bighorn sheep in Connecticut. Do they, oh, Brian? I'm going to guess that uh, Connecticut does not have any bighorn yeah. sheep. turns out yeah. maybe I need to go back to school for a little while, but <laughs> – but yeah, that's, you know, that's what's neat is about the, the super tag is it does offer people an opportunity from other areas of the country, of the world, actually, to come to Wyoming and enjoy what we have. And, and the bighorn sheep is a prime example of that is, you know, if you can't find one in Connecticut, come on out. Listening to Wyoming Hooking and Hunting Outdoors, My Country 95.5. Thanks for sticking around, talking to Janet and Brian from Wyoming Game and Fish Department about the Super Tag. It was in a phenomenal season, uh, of course, wrapped up at the end of January. And, you know, only the two people from Wyoming picked up one of the Super Tags and one of them, the Trifecta. Hopefully next time that uh, more folks from Wyoming will put in, especially if they've been trying to get a tag for a long time. That's right. Absolutely. Um, if you have my luck, you definitely don't want to buy a ticket because I've never won anything in my life. But there are people like Brian who have the luck of the Irish and it only takes one ticket. And, and it's, again, the money that we raise goes to great things. And since the inception of, of the program, we've raised $9.2 million to work towards kind of those top conservation issues, which I think is pretty huge. Um, that's, that's $9.2 million on the ground that we wouldn't have had for projects, for habitat restoration, for all sorts of things um, across the state. Which, in, and that's, it's under a decade, right? Wasn't it like a 13 maybe or 12? Yep. In 2013 is when um, Governor Matt Mead and the legislature um, were kind enough to kind of let us start this program and, and direct us to do that. And so that was a really great um, vision on, on his part. And so we thank him for that, as well as all of the people who have supported um, us over the years in the Super Tag. Well, it's definitely uh, nice to see that the average is well over a million a year. So uh, that's huge. And then when will it open up for 2023? It is open, I think. <laughs> I think it's open that's right now. That's a very good question. So they try to do it so you could do it during, you know, the next application deadlines and stuff. So we've already got people online. Gives them the opportunity to, all know, you know, put in first some other species. But also we have that on there to get your super tag, too. And and uh, maybe people have never put in before, but it's you know, like you know, $10 for one take, you know, one chance to win. And if you look at it. It's, um, you know, you have antelope, deer, and elk, which is pretty common, but you also have the opportunity to win a bighorn sheep, 
um, moose, mountain goat, and then you have uh, wild bison, but then you also have mountain lion, black bear, and gray wolf in there too. So the opportunity is there. We got you online applying for an application. Why not put in 10 bucks? And I think they give you a deal if you buy a few more than that, like they usually do. So um, go ahead and give it a try. What do you got to lose? Yeah, well, I mean, 10 bucks a pop, you can put in for all of these, and still it's cheaper than a, a regular license. Ah, but there's the catch, Drew. You do still have to purchase the license if you win the ticket. But you did win the license. And so that is that is great on those harder-to-draw licenses like moose and, and bighorn sheep, where people can put in their entire lives and, and not until they have all their preference points and um, are maybe a little bit older and, and tired can they get a license? Um, so, so that's what it, it provides you is maybe an opportunity before you wait for 30 years to get your license. Awesome. Well, uh, go find out more information again this year, a one and a half percent increase over last year, which if it gets bigger and better every year, that's awesome for conservation. Exactly. We thank everyone. It's Wyoming hooking and hunting outdoors on my country, 95.5. Well, welcome to March in Wyoming, where we've had uh, quite the ups and downs with weather with Brian Woodward from Rocky Mountain Discount Sports. And uh, the best part about Rocky Mountain Discount Sports is you guys have something for every type of weather. If it's cold, you got the cold weather stuff. If it's nice and fishable weather, you've got that gear, too. Oh, man, and we're just all itching right now. I mean, the, the weather, old Mother Nature, she's a, she's a little bipolar sometimes, you know. <laughs> we got snow this weekend, rain in the forecast. A little bit of sun here and there, and uh, yeah, you just kind of kind of pick your days and uh, what you can get done. So uh, you obviously are a fisherman and you like to hunt. Um, at what point do you transition into full fishing? Because I know you did some goose hunting last week. Yeah, we did a little snow goose hunting over uh, towards the Torrington area. That was that was pretty impressive, pretty fun. We we shot some birds, and uh, man, the number of birds migrating through. I mean, is now is the time? Like this month should be good for anyone that's wanting to do that kind of stuff. But um, um, yeah, you know, like the garage is uh, full of lots of different hobbies right now yeah. between you know, all the, the bird hunting and the upland hunting and the waterfowl. And we're putting stuff away and transitioning back and forth, getting the boat ready. Um, had some open water last week. Some guys got out and uh, found found some water to put that boat on. And so, yeah, you know, it's uh, it's just we're just in that transition. You know, it's, we're going to have some good days where we can get out and uh want to take advantage of those so have everything kind of prepped and ready to go so and and that really is the the key there because you never know when we're going to get this cold snap that comes through and what was the last year three feet of snow on a random time (laughs) i mean you can't do much uh fishing during that but you can sure be preparing yourself and uh getting all the gear ready yeah i mean now's a really good time to go back and just you know re-spool all your lines organize all that tackle that's in the bottom of your boat maybe put it back in some plano box and uh, yeah, just be ready because I mean, you're, all of a sudden, you know, we're gonna have snow one day, and two days later, lakes are gonna be open, and you're gonna have a nice, you know, fifty degree day, and you're gonna want to get out. Now, if if someone is uh, getting their their gear ready for some fishing this spring, do you recommend them change out their spools totally every year just to kind of? jump the gun on it a little bit you know it really kind of depends on what a guy's doing and what kind of line they have on there and what poundage you know the the lighter poundage stuff seems like you know it it, uh, maybe sun rots or you know dry rots a little quicker than you know a 10 pound or a 12 pound line but you know a lot of times you can get away with stripping you know 50 50 feet off your line and then you get to some good solid line from there but 
Um, I don't like chancing that, especially, you know, with, with walleye fishing as much as we do and the chance of an 8 to 10 pound fish on a on 6 pound uh, mono or, you know, it's to me, I, I change my line out on those on those jigging rods a couple times a year. Just, just for you know, just to make sure that you are, you don't want to lose it. I mean, I, I, I it like makes my heart palpitate a little bit to think that if you'd have just taken twenty five minutes to, to oh, re-spool yeah. that, you'll be good. Yeah, I mean they're toothy critters, you know. I mean, and and you know they get they get flopping around, or you catch a trout and it gets it on the surface, and those trout start jumping around too much. I mean, it it's, it puts a lot of stress on those lines, and especially those guys, those of us that like running that lighter lighter line, it's it's good to just have good solid, you know quality stuff on there and of course you can get all your fishing gear here at rocky mountain discount sports and uh one thing that we were chit-chatting about is the fact you guys just got a a shipment of Traeger grills in here and we'll be full-on grilling season before long it's always grilling season i mean i i use that darren Traeger, you know two or three times a week you know minimum and on the weekends is a good time to throw a brisket or you know pork, pork shoulder or something like that on there and Man, we're stocked up really nice right now. A lot of good spices, good things to try. A lot of good recipes. If you download the Traeger app, uh, you, you got a pork shoulder and you want to know what to do with it, just go to their app, look, pull up the pork, and then look at the different menus. It's, it's some pretty good recipes. Get out here and, and check this out. If you've never even thought about a Traeger grill, it'll change your life, won't it? It's pretty good. It makes an average guy really good. <laughs> Get out here and check it out. Rocky Mountain Discount Sports, CY Avenue in Casper. Thanks, Brian. It's Wyoming hooking and hunting outdoors on My Country 95. All right, welcome back to the show, and we've got a very special guest that we've been waiting a little while to to talk to Nicole Reed, who is with the Mule Deer Foundation. And Nicole, thanks for coming on today. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here. Uh, it's nice to to see that the Mule Deer Foundation is such a busy organization. Uh, you guys are doing all kinds of projects all over the Western United States, uh, and specifically right here in, in Wyoming. It's been very good for uh, the mule deer population. Yeah, absolutely. We've been very busy with our projects that we've had going on, um, both here where I am in Saratoga, and then we've been doing things across the state um, for several years now and really starting to, to get projects rolling on the ground. Uh, what are some of the, the bigger things that have happened with the Mule Deer Foundation here in Wyoming? I know you guys did some pretty big stuff. Yeah, we, we certainly have. So, you know, this last year we partnered with the Game and Fish, um, and we, I think we implemented around or over $900,000 worth of projects within the migration corridors here in Wyoming, particularly. And that was just over the last year. And then we've also added my position, which is a partnership position with the Forest Service. So the Medicine Bow Route National Forest in southern Wyoming has a lot of projects that they're starting to get rolling on the ground. And um, part of that is the planning side of things and also bringing other organizations on board, such as the conservation districts, BLM, Game and Fish. Um, and so really getting everybody to the table. And so that's been part of my job here with Mule Deer Foundation and really trying to, to start implementing these habitat projects that we have that are going to be crucial for mule deer and their habitat. So the wildlife and, and things like that, have, that's been something that you've been involved with for quite some time and 
Have you seen in the the period of time that you've been working here the uh, improvement and the involvement of of people that has made it really uh, beneficial? Absolutely. I grew up in Carbon County, and so throughout my time growing up, of course, I'm out in the outdoors. You're seeing things going on, and we were steadily seeing a decline in the mule deer population and in the habitat. But over recent years, the Mule Deer Foundation and other organizations have really been crucial in implementing these projects and seeing the mule deer population actually start to stabilize. And it's the first time that we're starting to see that stabilization of the population. And part of that is due to the habitat projects that we've been, we've been involved in. And with that has been the cooperation of these other agencies and organizations. It's, it hasn't always been a smooth ride for everybody to, to work together. We tend to have our own things that we're all trying to get done. And now we're starting to realize that we're going to get far more accomplished if we're actually working together on the ground on these projects. And so we're starting to see that really ramping up. Um, I'm in southern Wyoming, so I'm really seeing it here, but I know that my counterpart up in northern Wyoming, Sean, he's been seeing it happening up there with a lot of the different partnerships that, that we're involved in. And so it's been great to, to be part of that. So growing up in, in Wyoming, obviously the wildlife and uh, it has been a, a passion of yours. Obviously you continued that uh, in your career. Uh, do you get a chance with the Mule Deer uh, Foundation to go around and see what it's like in the other parts of the state? I mean, I, I know that there are, like you had mentioned, uh, projects all over the state, but just to put eye on the different uh, ways that the, the state, really the landscaping is, do you see a lot of that? Yeah, I sure do. We've really been able to to partner on a lot of these projects. So it's not just one organization getting things done. Um, but as part of that has been this learning process where we get to go in the field and we get to to visit the projects. And so um, through my, my position, I've been able to go up towards Buffalo and see some of the work that they're doing up there. I know one of the projects planned for that area is to do a wildlife crossing over one of the highways. Um, so we get to see that type of work. We also get to go over towards Jackson and see the Aspen work that they've been doing over there, trying to help with the wildlife habitat. And then, of course, down near Rock Springs, there's been a lot of work going on with the mule deer population down there and with that migration corridor that we all know and love. So it's really been interesting to learn from the professionals who have been in the field a lot longer than I have, um, but also getting to, to really be part of those conversations and seeing things in person. It goes a lot further than just sitting on the phone having a conversation with somebody when you can actually see it on the ground. If someone wanted to get in and didn't get to go to one of these banquets and hadn't really even heard much, how can they find out more about helping? Yeah, our big um, organization, organization, you can go to uh, muledeer.org. That'll give you information on some of the projects that we do within the state as well as other states, um, ways that we're trying to increase habitat and, and that side of things. And then we also have our Wyoming page that is nested under that. And then we also have a Facebook page for Wyoming, which is Mule Deer Foundation of Wyoming. 
And so you'll be able to find the different projects that we have going on here in the state. And we've got a lot of projects going on, a lot of things that people can get involved in if they're interested in, in that side of things. And so I just encourage anybody who is to, to reach out through either our website or our Facebook page, and we'll certainly put you on the list for volunteer activities. Absolutely. And uh, you can always hit us up and we'll connect you with the Mule Deer Foundation as well. Well, Nicole, it's been so nice talking to you and it's so great seeing uh, all the work that the Mule Deer Foundation is getting done. And I know you guys are very chomping at the bit to get out and do some stuff this summer. Absolutely. Thank you so much for for talking with me today. And thank you for your support over time. I know that you guys recently put out an article about us. And so we certainly appreciate all of your your support throughout the year. Thank you so much again, Nicole. Go find out more information at MuleDeer.org. If you want to get in on the show and ask a question to Game and Fish, you can do that at this station's app. Ask any question you want. If it has to do with the outdoors or uh, any kind of regulation, They'll help you out. All right. Thank you so much again. Make sure you listen to all the other episodes on demand. Have you hooked a big fish?